0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good whatever it may be to you. <laughs> um, I'm currently actually in my car on my way uh, um, to school, actually. Um, so it's quite a quite a busy Monday so far. At least it's a Monday for me. Um, not sure what day it is for you as you listen to this, but... Um, If you're just coming off the weekend, I hope it's been a good weekend for you, and um, if it's been a rough start to the day, um, my thoughts, my prayers, my hopes, my good vibes are with you, and I hope that it progresses to be a wonderful day. Um, Welcome to the Just Be podcast, where we take a moment to just breathe, to relax, and simply just be. Um, It's funny, this past couple weeks I've been like like, just hella busy, it's been wild, and I've kind of been a little frustrated with myself, I was like, I have this plan, I'm supposed to record, you know, kind of weekly is the goal, to have a podcast, um, you know, at least an episode out every, every week, and, you know, there was a moment of frustration, like, man, you had this goal, and now you're, like, failing on it, and then I realized, you know, life is not always gonna just flow with my perfect little plan, my calendar, my highlighted schedule, it's, sometimes it's it's going to change. And I think as much as I know that change is, is necessary and the ebb and flow of life is what makes it beautiful, and I'm all for it. I mean, I would say that I'm much more of an artist than I am anything else. Um, but I think I, I still love my logic and my, my schedule. You know, I like my routine. I like to keep my commitments. I don't like to break my my promises, I, I say that I'd rather lose my right arm than have to break a promise. And so, um, for those of you who have been listening um, for the past several episodes, if you've been anticipating a new episode and have been let down, my sincerest apologies. But I think, um, as this, as the saying goes, um, it was worth the wait. At least I hope it is. <laughs> Anywho, um, so I have a lot. Like I feel like there's a lot of things that have just been kind of stirring in my mind and in my heart. And I don't plan for this to be all over the place or discombobulated. So if it is, I apologize. But if it isn't, then I don't apologize. And I guess even if it is a little bit discombobulated, I guess I don't apologize. Because I hope that for whatever ride that I take you on right now, I hope it's one that you enjoy. And I hope it's um, surprising, yet yeah, everything that it needs to be or for you. So, um... Yeah, so I, I had a very interesting morning, to be honest. I was talking with a friend, and it was seemingly just a normal, you know, conversation, catching up, power things, you know, yada, yada, yada. But then it took a turn. It took a very emotional turn, and if you know me, I may extrapolate feelings really well and emotions, I may talk about them and pull them apart, but I don't always connect my f- emotions or my feelings first. I think I often out analyze myself and rationalize everything. Not to say I don't feel things, but it's often people say, you know, how are you feeling right now? My typical response is, yeah, I think I'm feeling blah, blah, blah. And you know, That's really still not answering the question, because I didn't say I feel, or I felt this way, it's I think I feel. So, something I'm still working on, maybe I don't have to fully change that part of me, but I definitely run to my mind to figure out how I feel, or at least filter out my feelings. But anywho, it was a very emotional morning, in a good way. Um, I cried a bit, which is not very also very typical for me, but I did that. We were talking about something very interesting And it kind of goes back to one of my other, um, episodes where I mentioned this idea of like, if I wasn't afraid or if I, you know, if I didn't have fear, I would do what? And that thing was, I would date. Right. And I connected my fear of dating, um, a bit to the fact that my sister, uh, my old, my oldest sister was murdered when I was little and I just kind of associated like love with loss. Like if I love someone or I let love in, you know, it's going to disappear. And so somehow that further came up today in conversation and in. It basically just opened up this door where my friend was like, you know, have have you thought about the attachment that you may have made to your sister and to love in that way and and how that relates to relationships and stuff. And I said, actually, it's funny that you say that because I have been, I have been kind of sitting with it and I I realized that for me, there's like kind of these two fears, at least underlying fears when it comes to relationships. And I guess a quick caveat or side note, I never planned for this you know, podcast to be about like dating or relationships or love life, but apparently that's just what the past couple episodes are kind of about. So, if it's not what you're into, you know, life is what it is and can't always um be prepared for it. So here we go. Um, anyway, so we were talking about it, and I, I kind of just you know told her I said you know the one of the fears is if I let love in, and and I, I trust it. It, it, what, if, what if What if it's taken away, you know, what What if it disappears or, and that somehow I internalized that as, well, then I'm not good enough, right? Because love left. And I think I always associated the fact that my sister promising me that she was going to see me the next day, right? The night that she was murdered, she was over our house. I was about a little over two years old. I know crazy. I remember it like it was yesterday, but You know, I said, you know, I was like, you know, don't go. Like, please stay. I want want you to stay. And she was like, I have to go, but I'll see you tomorrow. I promise. I'll, I'll bring you some candy. I'll see you tomorrow. And she walked out that door and she never came back. And I think for me, it felt like she broke a promise, right? Because this was someone who loved me deeply. Like, my parents tell me just how she just treated me like I was hers and did everything with me and for me. And, you know, so it's just wild, right? Like, I had this intense sensation of love from this person, and then I blink and she's gone. What I've just, it hit me today in talking with my friend was, she didn't choose to leave, she was taken, right? Like, she, her love for me, it wasn't a decision she made for it to disappear, it was life, it was just the universe, it was the world, it was someone's evil action, Right? That, that, that took it away, and but I didn't realize that until today, where I was like, oh, wow, like, her love was taken, it wasn't her choice, Like she didn't choose to stop loving me, and, and so I think that's one of my fears, or, or fears that I'm working through, or underlying, like, uncertainty, is if I let love in, and though they promise to stay, what if they leave? Which goes into the whole slew of, like, oh, maybe I'm not good enough, or what did I do, did I cause it, you know, and then realizing, well, if someone chooses to love me or not love me, or to love you or not love you, it's, it has nothing to do with you, right, it's, it's a decision they're making, and it's okay, right, because we all have a choice, right, sometimes, you know, today we may like, I don't know, Toyota, tomorrow we may hate Toyota, or, you know, today I'm wearing Nikes, maybe tomorrow I hate Nike and I'm wearing Adidas, I don't know, but, you know, like, we can change, and, and I think it's okay for us to change our mind, and I think we forget that it's okay. And just because I loved you today, and I don't necessarily love you in the same way tomorrow, that doesn't mean that your value somehow shifted, and therefore, I choose or chose to stop loving you. It's simply that that season is done. And, and the same thing goes for so- someone who loves me, right? It's it's not sure that the love disappeared, it's, it shifted, it changed, I changed, they changed, life changed, and that's okay, and I think I'm starting to sit with that better, um, or just kind of bringing awareness to, oh, that's kind of why I hold back, or that's why I don't fully trust when I enter a dating relationship, or is that uncertainty, is if love leaves, what happens? Um, and obviously, like, now it makes sense. It's like, oh, cool, I'm going to be okay. And I think I we all know that to some degree, but loss and, and rejection, like, it doesn't feel good, Right. So that's, that's one piece of it, but then I realize it's another piece. The other fear or lack of trust in dating is simply that: what if I just fall in love with the potential of who you could could be, or or who you can be, and it blinds me to who you are, and I let you stay longer than you should. And and I say that because in in, in within my family, I have. We, Kind of learn to do that, where it's like, yeah, you're kind of a crappy family member, but you're my family, so you know, we'll just let it we'll just let you stay. And even though you're unhealthy and you're constantly causing havoc and hurting me or everyone else in our in our family or in our lives, but it's okay because you're family, right? And I and I think sometimes we do that with people, whether it's friends, whether it's partners, we know they're not good for us, right? Like we know that. But we see their potential. And we're like, man, everyone's given up on you. Everyone's, you know, kind of just threw, threw the towel innocent. and said, I can't deal with it. And then we have this weird mindset of like, but what if I don't quit? What if I'm that one person that sticks around a little bit longer and loves you a little bit harder? Maybe you can be who it is that I see that you can be. But in the end, it, we're like in love with a fantasy, right? Because not that that person can't be that, but what if they don't want to be? Or what if they're not ready to be? And I don't know, and so I'm realizing that, that there's kind of these these two kind of pieces to me, you know, and may, maybe you relate or maybe you're like, dude, you're crazy, uh, and maybe I am, I don't know. But it, it's it's simply that I kind of run in these two places of what if love leaves, or what if I let you linger longer than you should, and your unhealthy habits and choices hurt me or hurt you, but I can't let you go because I care too much, Right? And I'm realizing that I have to obviously release those attachments and those habits and I would say that I've a lot further than 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 I've been and but it's still hard, right? Because it's like it's the old system. It's the it's kinda like when you know when you take the same highway to get to work and then let's say you switch jobs or you move. And so you still have to take the same highway, but your exit's different. And sometimes when you're not paying attention, you take the old exit and you show up to that old house or to that old job, and you're like, damn it, this is not where I was supposed to go. But you didn't even realize it until you were there. And so I think that's kind of what happens with us, right? As we grow, as we shift, as we change, as we become enlightened and make new decisions, sometimes we zone out and we still take the same old exit. And then we're like, crap, got to turn around, got to go back. Um, and I, I think that's kind of what we all kind of maybe struggle with to some degree. And so um, it was. it's interesting, right? So this is the conversation I'm literally having, like, today at 7 in the morning, 7.30 in the morning. So it's quite an early, early start to the day with very kind of deep, heavy emotions. But it was good, because it further went on to lead into this other space that I wasn't prepared for, necessarily. And I pretty much kind of came to this realization of, you know... We spend most of our lives editing ourselves, right? Like, and I, and I know I've done that, and I, and I still struggle with wanting to do that sometimes. Like, oh, let me just make myself a little bit more comfortable for everyone else. Um, but that's the one thing we can't do, right? We can't keep apologizing for taking up space because it's, it's kind of like this the way I, I kind of connect it. It's like, you know, like water, right? The more you try to control it, the kind of oftentimes the more mess we make it's like if you take a water hose and and water's coming out the the tip of the hose and all of a sudden you stick your thumb in it and then the water pressure increases but then the water's kind of like spraying all over the place and there's less of a direct flow yeah it's a little bit more forceful and you you can kind of direct it but it's a little bit more chaotic versus if you just let the water flow right and I feel like that's kind of like us like our personalities our character the things that make us unique when we try to kind of Force them to go in a different direction. We kind of, excuse my French. We kind of fuck shit up, like we really do, and and, and we end up hurting ourselves, and, and we end up creating kind of these false relationships because we're not really our authentic selves, and 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 I think we do it, and we, I think we may know on some level that we're doing it, but I think we we somehow convince ourselves that the sacrifice is worth the reward, which is connection, which is intimacy, which is relationships. But really, those relationships are are kind of like cubic zirconia, right? Like just fake diamond. It it looks pretty, but it ain't the real thing. Um, and and I feel like I know I've done it, and, and and maybe you have too. And and it's fascinating because it's almost normal because there's this fear,s like, well, if you really know me, if you really see me, will, will it be enough?" And and I think the truth really is. We have to decide we're enough before anyone's, you know, literal or figurative or imaginative acceptance of us actually matters, right? You know, I was, I was, I was thinking the other day, it said, you know, we spend, like, no one's going to spend more time with me than I spend with me, right? No one's going to talk to you more than you talk to yourself. But yet we can so easily overlook ourselves far more than anyone else ever will, isn't that weird? Like, we spend more time with ourselves, more intimately with ourselves than anyone else will and can, right? Because we are we. We are, you know, you. You are you on me. Yet, we can overlook ourselves and push ourselves to the back burner like we don't even matter. How is that we do that? You know, we spend so much time with ourselves, and yet we can overlook ourselves like we don't even exist And then we wonder why someone else's love isn't good enough or we're chasing someone else's affection and adoration. It's because we haven't created a vase or we haven't created a container in which love can sit. And that container is our heart and it's we that have to create it. I have to create that container, that space that can hold the love that others may give. But that container, my heart, literally has to be built with material of my own love. So that other people's love can sit well and it can mold and it can mesh and it can connect. And I think most of us are over here trying to hold love with like a paper filter and we wonder why it keeps leaking out. Well, it's not meant to do that, right? Like a paper filter is designed for things to filter out. And, you know, and love is think is fluid in that way. It ebbs and it flows, but it's forceful and it's strong like, a you know, like water, right? Water's patient. But water's gonna get through. And water's gonna move, and if your container isn't built with the right material, the water's just gonna seep through. And so I feel like that's kind of what we are on that journey of is building our container with the material of our own individual love for ourselves. Therefore, someone else's love can sit in that container. We can actually hold it and you know what I mean and contain it. And I think it's interesting, and it's funny, because that that idea or analogy literally uh, just popped in my head as we're talking, so um, yay for inspiration, or thank you universe, God, whatever it is that, that inspires you, you know, but I definitely feel like, yeah, that was that was a good one. <laughs> um, not to pat myself on the back, but to pat myself on the back. Um, but, but going back to, to that conversation that I, I was having this morning, you know, there was a moment where... I was sharing with my friend. I said, "You know, I was at this event, and, and I, I, I said it, it was weird. I said I felt, I felt like I was watching myself be in that space. Like it wasn't like I was looking through my eyes and being aware of what I was doing and what I was saying and who I was interacting with. Um, but I felt like I was watching myself there, and it was it was quite surreal because it it felt dreamlike." But I knew I was, I knew where I was, I knew who I was, I knew what was happening. And, and my friend went on to say, how did you feel? And I, and, and I told her, I said, I felt completely present. And I felt as though I, I, I could interact and I, and I could be without judgment. In the sense that I was so unaware of myself that in that I was so much more my authentic self because I wasn't concerned of trying to be something or someone else, I was just focused on breathing and being. And it's wild, because I'm 30 years old, soon to be 30 this year in October, I guess maybe not that soon, but you know what I mean. And that's the struggle, right? I think we all struggle with what it feels like to be present, to be in the moment, and without even being aware how that happened, it, I mean, I guess I, I kind of know how, how I got there, but It happened without me trying to think about doing it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I left feeling something I haven't really felt. I I interacted with these people at this event in such a way that I was there kind of to be in the background, right? I I wasn't really there to be a part of the event in that way. I was kind of like essentially the help. And yet I walked away with these connections and with this, this intimacy with these people that was just beautiful and I, I kind of laughed and I was like, wow how, how did that happen and I realized it was just I showed up and simply was. I wasn't trying to be I, I, I was and just literally being and breathing it was like that water analogy I gave you it just flowed. the things that make me me that build me and shape me to to, to be this person really just had full freedom to exist. And it was beautiful because I felt seen, but I felt seen without judgment. And that judgment was simply my own judgment of myself, right? Like, do I look okay? Is my, is my shirt tucked in right? Is, you know, did I meet the right person? Did I say the right thing? Am I, you know, it was none of that existed. It was, I'm here in this space with these people and I'm here to do the job that I I was there to do. And it was just phenomenal. Like, I'm still, like, processing it, because this just happened yesterday, right? So I'm still processing the situation. And, and I, you know, and I was sharing that, that, the story with, with another, uh, actually, my father today. And he goes, but how did you feel? And simply put, I felt alive. But more so deeply, I felt free. And I think in that freedom, I felt love for myself that I haven't felt ever. Not, I shouldn't say ever, but I haven't actually felt to that degree. And I think what made yesterday, or I guess the best way to describe it, and I think why it made me emotional today when I was sharing the story with my friend for the first time this morning, is that I don't think I've ever allowed myself to walk through the garden that is me. And to have my breath taken away by the beauty that is me. That sits in my garden. And I believe that that was what I experienced for the first time yesterday. And it was magical. And it's wild because all I had to do was not do. (laughs) And it happened. And I think we live in, sorry I'm a little... A little emotional. Um, I think in our life, we're told that we, the more that we do, maybe one day someone will see, someone will notice, and we'll be good enough. <laughs> but have we ever been taught or have we ever asked ourselves, <laughs> have I stopped to see how beautiful I am? Have you stopped to see how magical you are? I don't think we look at it that way cuz we're always told don't be selfish, got to be humble. But I think if you were actually someone who was humble, you weren't aware that you were being humble because you're simply being, right? And and I and I would I guess challenge you to think about that. Have you taken a moment to walk through the garden that is you and to have your breath taken away? by the magic that is you. And sure, like any garden, there are weeds. And weeds will be need to be uprooted. And when they're uprooted, what does it do? It creates space for new growth and new beauty to come. And so, as, as I leave you here in this moment, a bit with tears in my eyes, I would just ask you, Take a risk and take a walk through the garden that is you. And just look around with, without judgment. But look around with contentment, acceptance, acknowledgement of what is. The beauty that's there. You know, the beautiful trees and, and the fruit and the, and the plants and the flowers that is all into that garden that make up you. That make you unique. And yes, take inventory of, of the weeds and, and the things that need to be shifted and moved, and just to look at it. Right? Because it's okay to be content with who you are in this moment and still make space to acknowledge who it is that you want to become. So, whoever you are, wherever you are, I want you to know that you are seen, that you are heard and that you are loved and above all else you are worth fighting for and know that i love you thanks for joining in with me on the road in traffic um and simply just learning to be